previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. We're no done. idea. Now, Tiny Chuck, who's a big talker, but he's not coming back on the podcast. He was supposed to be on today. It'll and be another bailed. two months, though. Yeah, at least two months. He's <laughs> he's in, and he's a big talker. He's like, oh, I'm too busy listening he's to my stoked. fantasy podcast, apparently. And he's, he's doing his research. Doing his research. He's he's all in, Littles. Sully, please beat him. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. <laughs> what was that? Well, obviously, Littles, there's a delay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for Pete's sakes, we've got Simon with us from Essex. Did yep. I do that right, Simon? Was I the good American? You know, also known as London. Uh, and then we have ah, no. <laughs> and then we have Ritz with us as well. Hey, everybody. All right. Well, let's get to the podcast here. And we have what we're calling cleanup, I guess, on aisle 82. I know that's getting stupid and old. But um, last time we brought up, we had some conversation about 42nd Street and the opening night. And we thought it was like 82 or 84. Mm -hmm. It actually opened on Broadway August 25th, 1980. Right. And it was one of those weird ones where it opened at the Winter Garden. Then it moved to the Majestic. And then I'm assuming because Phantom came in in the 86, 87, uh, it moved across the street to the St. James, and that's where it closed on January 9th, 1989. Now, those were the good old days. Mm-hmm. Remember those days when you only had like six previews? Now there's like a month of previews. Yeah. And more importantly, a show opening in August never happens anymore. Hamilton is like the last one in years, almost decades. They always open right before the Tony Awards because they need the Tony Awards push. Mm-hmm. There were a couple other ones that opened in December, January and that, yeah. but it's very uncommon for a show to open dead of summer. You know it's going to be a hit if you do that. So, um, And Roxy, we had to clean up from our last guest, right? From Garrett? Yeah. So Garrett wrote in, I need to issue a correction. In my Meet the Littles interview, I say something to the extent of Philip Glass does film scores, but I don't think he ever scored a horror film. I have since learned that Philip Glass composed the score for the original Candyman 1992. Now, okay, (laughs) I know about this movie. I didn't realize that it was had an original, but I do know that there's a remake now. I know it's a remake coming out, and I have seen the commercial, and I have run and hid in the other room. Okay, I did not know there was a remake, and this yeah. I'm about to grind some gears here, because why? Why is there a remake? Just issue the, the original was awesome. <laughs> now, I don't remember Candyman. I think there was a sequel. So then how do you know it was awesome if you don't even remember it? No. <laughs> oh, stop it, Roxy. Go in, go in the bathroom right She's now. Look in the mirror. Point. But look no. in the mirror and go say Candyman, Candyman, Candyman three times. No, That's I'll how sing good. the Candyman song, but <laughs> Candyman, not that. Candyman. All right, Ritz, Simon, where do you lay on this? Like, are you Candyman fans? Uh, uh, honestly, I tell you, I am not into the genre at all. Oh, thank you. That's too bad. No size. Uh, I just <laughs> haven't seen it. So you've but never seen Candyman? Can, no, but isn't that the, I, I, But I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk saying the name too many times. Right. Even though I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I stand on this. That right. movie like, about why would sweets. I Oh, so good. I mean, I remember being scared out of my wits that night. I was, uh, I remember where I was when I saw it. It was on Showtime. I didn't even see it in the theater because I didn't really know anything about it. It just came on Showtime late night one night and I just watched that and I was like, holy cow. Hashtag nope. uh, And I believe there were a couple (laughs) sequels to it as well. And uh, (sighs) it's like Saw, Saw, so good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you guys don't enjoy a good horror movie. 
horror flick. Whatever Heck you want no. Oh, they're so good. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends sometimes. There are times where I'm sitting in, I forget which one it was. We were, I was on tour and there we, were, we all went to a movie theater and we're all sitting there like, why are we doing this to ourselves? We were all like freaking out. And I want to say it was like Rosemary's Baby or something like yeah. that or one of those. And it was just, oh, killer, killer. Anyway, so we can't do an episode apparently without getting this wind speed on the flights thing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, actually, still this hashing is, that out. I yeah. guess I don't know. No, I mean it brings up a good point, and this is kind of it's not. I don't want to say it's funny because I don't want to be insensitive here because obviously we all know what's going down in the South right now in New mm. Orleans and stuff. Yeah, it's it's sad. But Ed Butt writes in and says, "Flying an airplane at ten thousand feet into one hundred and fifty mile an hour winds, fine. Trying to stand up in them for a good TV visual, idiotic. <laughs> and I can't come. Yeah. I can't agree more, Ed. It's it gets." out of control with yeah. these news reporters and what they're trying to do and stuff like that. Uh, but obviously, we, like I said, we don't want to make too much fun of it because, you know, we all know it's not a good time right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I do understand once it hit land, it downgraded to a tropical storm. But when it hit, it was a category four. When I it think. hit, it was a category four. Yikes. And right now it's a tropical storm. Yeah. But, you know, obviously the, the main point is that, you know, our thoughts are with you because they also didn't have time to get out. Apparently yeah. it changed so quickly. Yeah. Within 24 hours. Yeah, to a category four and then they couldn't get people out. It's just obviously a bad situation. All right. So and now we have an apology to the Loyal Littles podcast, which I think is nice. And I appreciate it because I think it's well deserved. So Roxy, what was that? This is from Patrick Moffat. And he says, sorry for dragging you into the fantasy football discussions, both foreign and domestic. But (laughs) since you're all here, we can enjoy watching you try to escape these tangled Twitter webs. Let me save you the trouble. There is no escape. You're doomed. (laughs) Well, that's like... (laughs) Okay, what they're referring That's to, we, we brought this up on the last episode where I can't even click onto Twitter now without 20 <laughs> updates. Right. Yeah. Every five, to, it's crazy. Oh. And I think they're doing it on purpose, especially, I, I don't mean to point fingers, but I think the soccer group specifically, <laughs> the football group, is specifically doing this because we didn't play. And there's just, it's crazy. I, and the, the funny thing is, we're just, we're entertaining them. We're, we're, I'm just liking everything or parting it, whatever you want to call it on Twitter. I don't even know what they call it. But I have no idea what they're talking about. We have no yeah. idea. Now, Simon, when are the games normally? Are, are they once a week, like f- our football? Mm. Or are they spread out? No, they're, they're more frequent than that. I don't know. They, they have such an intense schedule because there's like the Premier League, then there's the Champions League, and then there's their local cups, the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, or whatever it's called now. So like they can have a ton of games. They're always complaining about how busy their schedule is. So, but I would say between three, maybe four, three games a week. What? Wow. Yeah. So it's almost it can I mean, be it's, intense. It's not quite baseball schedule, but that is pretty intense. I mean, wow. so obviously you know the teams that have more money, they can have better squads, they can rest players and things. But right. um, yeah, it, it can be an intense schedule sometimes. Hmm. Wow, that's incredible. As far as the football, I think we can hang with that more so simon if you could do us a, a solid and just get on twitter so you can manage that part of it <laughs> the football talk it and sounds like it's a full-time job like <laughs> I, I think i'm, I'm i mean it's it's just, been a little yeah. crazy it's been a little cray cray but that's okay we're, we're hanging in there i'm amazed by these people who every five seconds are posting are, are retweeting or tweeting a new tweet like uh sully you're what? always on twitter yeah. i don't know what do you do in life well he stays off facebook first of all that's see, true that, that's I'm helpful also, i'm also on facebook yeah you're everywhere that's so true that's part of it so i'm like jumping around all these different and instagram and all this stuff so yeah. he sticks to to twitter from what i understand and uh, that's part of it and then you know you got people like garrett who said last episode when we met him mm-hmm. you know he's like mm-hmm. i got a little kid i'm just sitting here watching that's my kid very and true. on twitter so very true. that's cool he's had some good interactions which we'll get into later on 
as well. But before we close, there are a couple quick things. Oh, I almost forgot this. And Roxy doesn't know about this one. Uh-oh. But I got a tweet. Or no, I got a text. Excuse me. And it says, just listen to Band Geeks Rock. Great episode. But of course, I now know that you gave up a ticket so Roxy could take me to game three against the Astros <laughs> and planned on using that as a get in good card with your future father-in-law. <laughs> it all sounded good until you re- revealed you had to work and you could not use the ticket anyways. So that does not count. Got to come up with something else to stay in my good graces. Oh, Thanks, Dad. Uh, uh, uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I hid that from Roxy. I didn't tell him that he texted me that after he heard the episode. I sometimes forget that he listens to the podcast, so I'm glad, but i got to be a little more careful. No, I, it I, worries I, me because I, I, I think of all the bad things. Well, I can't think of what I've said on this podcast. No, it's uh, all like, good. It's all good. And then, if someone goes back, this is it. This could be the end of a relationship for me. This could be the end of Yeah, that. right. You got to be careful. You got to be careful when you're on, you know, on a podcast. Real quick, though, in that story, I was saying how, well, I could have called out, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was Chris Davenport who wrote in asking me what that means. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because what it's calling the, out means. Yeah, it's the opposite of what you do. When you call in sick, you call in to say, I'm sick. Right. We call out of a show. Right. I don't know why that like is. Like, out, you guys, I'm out, I'm not in. Uh, yeah. Do you I'm guys out. know why that is? It's interesting. I don't, but another one came up the other day. So, you know, you're out there on the ball field or whoever, and you say, heads up. And somebody said, it's funny, we say heads up, but everybody puts their head down. Oh, right? that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, that's you kind of, so well, true. you're supposed to like look up to see where the ball is to see if it's going to hit you. I usually you. look mm-hmm. down and flail my arms above right. my head. You're, you're right. Most people Anybody, jump. And it's never near me. Up, everybody's putting their head down. Yeah, yeah. to protect themselves. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I had a close call in a game yeah yesterday maybe um, we'll post the video oh we're gonna post the video because <laughs> there almost wasn't a podcast littles but no, i was gonna oh, be a widow oh. but there is oh let's not go that far i know anyway God. littles we'll get into all that but first let's get ready to meet the littles but before we do that actually this is kind of fun for us we are doing a swap promo with another podcast and it's kind of fun it's i don't think we've ever even mentioned college football on this podcast like ever we've got you covered though littles because there is a podcast called girls beer sports pod and you're about to hear their commercial. This was hilarious. They tweeted out over the weekend. They're hardcore college football fans, these ladies. And it says, well, if you wanted me to participate in any kind of birthday wedding or an event, you should have scheduled it before today. I'll now officially be busy every Saturday from now until the end of November. That's how <laughs> cray cray they are about college football. Let's get out of here so we can get to our Meet the Littles guest. It's a lot of fun. And we've already met him. So mm-hmm. this is an extension. In person, so, yeah. So we liked him so much, we decided to say, hey, you need to meet everyone and meet the Littles. Mm-hmm. So Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Loyal Littles listeners. This is Carrie from Girls Beer Sports Podcast inviting you to join me and my co-hosts, Lauren and Sarah, for a conversation with girls about beer and sports, and whatever else, because it's our show, and we do what we want. New show every Tuesday, wherever good podcasts are free. Also, follow us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and at Sports on Twitter. See ya! Breaking my 
But I have done more to protect you from violence If I could, I would be your escape I would take your pain away are being played in this episode by John Rogers, and this song is called Fades Into Nothing. He says to give you a little background on the song, it was written about the fact in America we seem to have this revolving cycle of the court systems deciding what's best for our youth, when in reality that may not be the case. So often we forget that the children are the ones that are hurt most in the end of a relationship. And he also says, I should mention that I'm in pursuit of helping artists write and also selling my work. My time of playing shows is probably over, but I've got a ton of work to share and just recently started recording them. And if you like what you hear, individuals can follow him at Foster R Creativity Studios on Facebook. And he says you should also check back frequently to his YouTube page and he'll upload more work there. So again, just head on over to YouTube and search John Rogers. And as always, we'll play the full song, Fades Into Nothing, at the end of the podcast. Tear the war from its bones, cause all that we've known like the wind fades into nothing. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And please welcome to the podcast our special guest today, Brian Markowitz. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Hey there, how are you? We're, We're good. good. Now, yeah. this is actually special because... We met you. We met you already, <laughs> but you haven't met the Littles yet. So this is why we're doing this. And this is exciting because you are one of the people that we were fortunate enough to meet at Summer of Littles 3.1 at Hurley's in yep. New York City. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was so great. So much fun. All right. So we've kind of hinted that you are from the New York area, yep. I guess. But why don't you take a second, Brian, and introduce yourself to all the loyal Littles out there. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn originally, lived in D.C. for a ton of years, which is, I guess, how I initially got exposed to Tony in the show. Or I should say, I guess I knew Tony from PTI, but the podcast and all that. We moved back up to New York not too long ago. Home, family, all that good stuff. Okay, so, but you grew up in Brooklyn. Now, where did you go to school and all that stuff? I went to college at Maryland and just lingered around in D.C. for a ton of years. Had the chance to meet all of the good littles in D.C., all of the... All the people went to chatter a couple times. I came at Wilbon once before I met Tony in like 2008 or something. Yeah, like 2008, because I remember it was some talk at Maryland about sports journalism or something. So, of course, Wilbon was there and Tony was not. And I asked him some like, yeah, I asked him some question about the 2008 Olympic basketball team or something. That's what it was. Yeah, and Wilbon was super cool. Wow. Okay, that's really cool in general. All right, so let's back even further. So what did you major in in Maryland? I majored in politics and economics, two things that I so don't do now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I came down there as a good millennial, having watched The West Wing Mm -hmm. and, you know, having all of those dreams of writing soaring speeches that would change the world forever and then realized that it was nothing of the sort. Okay, well, that's fair, because you're certainly not the only person that ever went to college for something and then didn't continue on, me included. I was an ed major, and I haven't taught a day of public school in my life. (laughs) And I do feel like I've used the degree, though. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because I've directed a ton of shows and, you know, we had to take all these classes in child psychology and, mm-hmm. and well, classroom management, things like that. And it's essentially the same thing when you're directing or choreographing, yeah. you know, a show or something oh. like that. They tell you about, what's the term? Transferable skills. They tell you about transferable skills. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm in marketing now, so I feel like I have transferred the skill of being able to BS my way through things from politics. <laughs> Right. Now, how long did you stay down in the D.C. area after college? Probably for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was just because you fit in down there and you liked it down there? and Chatter was there. Chatter was there. (laughs) That right. Chatter was there. School was there. Friends were there. Yeah, I I guess I moved after Chatter closed, right? Yeah. Um, That was it. Chatter left and and that was my... You're like, I'm out. Chatter closed, (laughs) I'm out. Right, yeah. (laughs) What made you want to go into that field and that major? Was there something in high school or anything like that? I don't know. It was just mm-hmm. one of those things. I didn't want to be a lawyer, but I don't know. It seemed interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it seemed interesting. Not really a math and science guy at all. I still use my calculator, my phone calculator to do mm-hmm. tips. Mm-hmm. So Now, so this might be a fair question, and it'll be interesting personally for me because of where my allegiances lie. Now, are you diehard New York fan because you grew up in Brooklyn, or did things kind of go a different route when you went to college and stuff so this is oh this is interesting because i'm still pretty diehard new york but i think i've gotten like dc sympathetic that's a good term for it with the wizards and capitals okay capitals because i have a bunch of friends who are fans and the islanders sucked at the time and it's no fun right and then the wizards because they sucked and it was fun to go to games for like $2. Yeah, that is the one best part Wait, when you're $2? Oh, sure. You, so cheap. I'd be there every day. I once went to a Colorado Rockies game, mm-hmm. like a Thursday day game yeah. in the middle of the summer for a dollar. What? A, and got a free hot dog and soda what? with my ticket stub. You got, got more free food than you, than you pay for the ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, that's their hope is that they let you in basically, you know, the team was like, they'd won like 30 games. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we suck. So let's just let them in the park. And they, they hope that I think that they'll make it up on concessions. Right. Because I mean, you know, they're still charging like I $16 mean, a for a beer. Water it's like, come is... on. Yeah. Right. Water's $8. Yeah. It's Crazy. ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But that's how they're how figuring. they make the money. Yeah. Right. Let them in the stands mm-hmm. for a dollar. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll make it up. People Not everyone got in stuff. for a dollar, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I literally walked up day of five minutes before yeah. first pitch. Yeah. So now you didn't specify New York. Are you Mets, Yankee? Mets. Yeah. Mets, Mets all the way? Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really follow the National League, except as, what did you call it? That was a great term. It was... Uh, sympathy? Sympathetic. Yes, yeah, sympathy. Sympath- and the Orioles, I should say. I'm very, very sympathetic to the Orioles. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think, you know, we, I am too. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, they're in my division, so I can't root too hard for them. <laughs> but... Tiny Chuck is a huge fan, and he's the one that got me back into baseball, and it's just such a great historic franchise, one of the top five stadiums, in my opinion, in the country, and so you just kind of want to see them do well. I just don't want to see them do as well as the Red Sox, That's you know. but I hate what's going on there right now, and because of the podcast, I've now kind of become a Nationals is kind of like my National League team. You know, and I understand it's not yours because you're a Mets fan, but not having a National League team, yeah. they've kind of, you're I know. You're sympathetic to them because yeah. of Tony. And yeah. same thing with the, the Washington football team, because I don't really, I definitely don't have a team in the East. Now, I'm a Saints fan, so we're in the same division, you know, uh, conference. Right. So I can't root too, too hard, but I definitely love it when 
they beat up on the Giants and the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah so going with that, which New Jersey team do you prefer? <laughs> yeah, which New Jersey or football team are you a team true you a New York of? football fan and root for the for Buffalo? So, okay, so I've been to one actual game, one actual NFL game in my life, and it was a Bills game. Oh. Um, oh, good for you. I have family in Canada. I have family in Toronto. Okay. And they're all Bills fans because it's right across the border and yep. you can just drive over and tailgate or at least – I, I guess when I went, you could. I don't know. I mean, clearly not now, but. <laughs> right. Maybe right. Yeah. And so the one time we, we, my brother and I flew up to Toronto and then like the next morning we drove down, got into like the Buffalo suburbs at 2 a.m., had a solid cat nap where, you know, we were up by five to buy tailgating supplies. It's a great game. Wow. It was, I mean, it was a great day. Yeah. Uh, and just to be clear, I don't want to be too, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, because I did get some you know, text emails about my New Jersey comments. Comments. <laughs> I thought I had the perfect explanation as far as like when, when New Jersey Nets moved to Brooklyn, they they're now the they're Brooklyn now the Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Yeah. They're not the New Jersey Nets that play in Brooklyn. And they're like, well, the paychecks say New York Giants, New York Jets. Okay, fine. Well then, but why don't they, isn't there a soccer team that's the New York, New Jersey so-and-so? Yeah. I, I think, think so. I don't really follow soccer, but I think, so I, I just think minimally they should be called the New, New York, New Jersey Giants. I mean, if I lived in New Jersey and my teams that play in my state were called a different by a different yeah. state, I would be kind of And aren't pissed. there tax dollars the ones paying for that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how that works. But no, <laughs> you know. You go down that rabbit hole very easily. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. And I know like San Francisco now, they play way outside of the city. Yeah. They don't play in San Francisco technically. So there's other teams that do it as well. It's a rabbit hole I would love to go down. Oh. I love the sports ethics debates. Okay, well, maybe we'll come back from a break because we're almost out of time. Real quick, so, I mean, anything with the meetup with Wilbon. Now, what were you doing at that event? Did you just know Wilbon was going to be there? This was like a lecture? Yeah, it was a lecture. I think it was It was probably like Maury and Wilbon because it's like the it's like the Shirley Povich Symposium or something. Mm-hmm. And so all, all the bigs except for Tony, basically. Oh. Uh, and yeah, and I, I knew Wilbon was going to be there and it just seemed like a thing to do okay you didn't say uh-huh. that because that was like a, a glorified jingle fest in a sense i guess it must have been i don't it was like a lot of jingle fest except for nerdy college kids who wanted <laughs> to hear Wilbon. basically yeah yeah i mean that would have been amazing <laughs> so it was basically for journalism students that's what you're saying probably and was it informative did you get to hang out with them afterwards what was that like no I, I don't yeah i don't think you got to really hang out with them i think it was just kind of it was like one of those things where it's a big big lecture hall kind of thing and i probably could have lingered around and, and hung out for a couple of minutes but and you said yeah. other bigs were there though right yeah do you remember who <laughs> um i mean no maury i remember uh-huh. right because it was it was the shirley Povich thing so right. maury was there i don't Blackstone is like Blackstone. I guess is like a tangential big. I don't remember him ever being on the show, but so I'm still confused that you weren't a journalism student, but you got to go to this thing. Yeah, just these are some of the biggest journalists that live right right now. I, it's amazing. I just just weaseled my way in. Me and, me and some friends we weaseled our way in. Wow, we're gonna have to figure out how you. That's really fun. Yeah, I mean, That's this fun. is incredible. Now, did you ever get to see a taping of PTI or anything like that? No, you know, I don't think so. What do you mean? I've been to the ESPN zone. <laughs> what do you mean? How you do you not know? How do you not remember if you were on set? Yeah, I have to think of it. I probably would have remembered if I had. If I yeah, had I would think so. Maybe. Yeah. I would, but no judgment. I, I, it's my physical therapist, actually. I used to do physical therapy in D.C. My physical therapist's office was the same building 
as the studio. And so what? I'd always go in and like keep my eyes open for someone and I never saw anyone. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> but I'd always like once I realized that it was the studio, I so, kept on hope. And real quick before we take a break, now you said you obviously got to chatter many times. Any cool stories from that? I like playing trivia. Always fun being at trivia with Carol and just hearing her talking shit on Tony. <laughs> yes, I mean, a dream for us would be to have Carol on this podcast. Ready. She and I can swap stories. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll even, hey, I'll even bow out. I'll yeah. let it be a one-on-one with Roxy. Go to town, Carol. That would be great. Uh, she has been invited. She probably hasn't seen the invitation, yeah. but that's okay. I just think that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it would be better than having Tony on, but I'll take that as well. So you were part of the chatter team or you were just kind of like filling in or you were just hanging out? Yeah. I mean, I guess like once I actually started doing trivia, I was part of the team when I never lived anywhere close to chatter. So it would be like if I could that day. Right. Um, I tried to. Yeah. I got to trivia more times than I got to tapings at chatter because... 6 a.m. is not my yeah not a, sure not ours either. I can't I can't imagine getting up that early and be like ready to be on. I never made it in time for the start of the show. Yeah. I always made it for like the end of the first segment sure. at least. Well, I mean, he's up at like 4 a.m. So that's true. That would make sense. To, I, yeah, I just the 6 a.m. There's no way for me anyway. You'd have to go to bed at like eight. Which is what he does. Right. So. Right. Anyway, I feel bad for the co-host. That's you know, and like Mark and those people. So. Who, if you had to pick one, who was your favorite member of the Chatter Trivia team? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. I like the Reverend because just like an endless fountain of interesting things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like even on Facebook, he's just like very interesting and has very fascinating things to say. Oh, yeah. We, uh, it took us a while to get that interview, but we finally got it. Yeah. And it was a good time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 We're talking about Mark Schaefer, just in case anyone yeah, is good. under a rock. <laughs> Let's see who else. They're I'll all breathe. screaming at their phones right now. I know, right? Devices <laughs> like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Maybe we should have said the most more interesting because that was a good way. That was an adjective used for Mark. Mm-hmm. So we, we shouldn't have said favorite because that's not fair, really. Exactly. Loaded question, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about uh, Neil from Rockville? How do you feel about Neil? <laughs> Because he always gets left out of the I conversation. Know, so I was trying to set you up for that. but Well, Neil would like to grace us with his presence every so often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like probably about as often as I grace everyone with my presence, mm-hmm. which is gotcha. less important. But Neil, no, Neil is a great, dry, witty comment, like perfect comedic timing. Mm-hmm. I think like just a lull in the conversation or like random question, just a perfect wisecrack. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of our, yeah, look, it was the first time we did our Loyal Littles podcast interview in complete reverse order. Yeah. So that was a good time. Yep. So anyway, all right. Well, listen, Brian, we're going to take a quick break. You're going to come back, I assume, right? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are so happy to be talking with Brian Markowitz today. We're going to get into some more interesting things. Very good, Roxy. (laughs) 
we think we're just going to let her do the names from now on because I, I butcher them so often. Now, as we've said in other episodes, Littles, when we take a break, we take a, a mini break and we talk a little bit. And so this conversation came up now. It's funny because I think you felt like we feel like when we ask people about the podcast and they're like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of the Loyal Littles podcast. We just asked you, we said, oh, are you a fantasy football guy? Are you participating in fantasy? And you said, yes. And then we said, oh, wait, are you in the Littles group? And you said... I didn't know there was one. <laughs> so Patrick Moffat, we have another person here. If we need, I, I think all the slots might be filled. I have no idea where we are with that status, but we did. We were fortunate enough. We got to join this season. So we're very excited. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really sure if I'm going to actually be able to be counted because I have no clue what I'm doing. I've never done one before. You'll be all right. So well, well, worst case, I already explained it to her. I'm like, worst case, it'll auto draft for you. Yeah. And then obviously you'll have to move things around once the draft is over. Right. And we're also, I'm going to try to be available for the draft. But, you know, of course, this is the other thing, pet peeve of mine for fantasy drafts is, and I completely get it. My world is the complete opposite of everyone else. So every time I join a fantasy football league, littles or non-littles, it doesn't matter. The drafts are always at night. And that makes sense because that's when everyone's available. And not on your day off. And not on my day off. <laughs> and so, because my day off's on a random Wednesday night. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can never be there for the drafts. It's always kind of annoying. Or I'll try to do it. Now, this time, it's actually before the show time, but I am working. So I'm going to try to kind of have an eye on it. And I might have Tiny Chuck help me out a little bit and because uh, he's hopefully going to be involved and all this stuff. I was actually, speaking of the draft, I was telling my friends, this is the first fantasy football league that I'm doing. It's a work league. Um, and I just started a new job and I decided I would do a fantasy football league because everyone else is doing it and mm -hmm. it's a good way to meet people, blah, blah, blah. I haven't done a fantasy football league in Lord knows how long. And I made this joke, but it might not actually be so much of a joke. My starting quarterback will be David Carr. Yep. Well, that's okay, because we know Roxy's going to probably take Tom Brady with the first pick in her draft. If I can, right? If he's already taken by he's someone. He's not going to be taken by your first pick. All right, so here's some here's some inside dirt. Let me go back, first of all. You said you're in the soccer Premier League fantasy? I'm in the soccer league. Okay, that's Bobby's league, oh, right? Yeah, Bobby's league. Okay, so is there relegation and all that stuff in that? No, there should be. I wish there uh, was. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the fantasy football for the littles, that's how it works. So I guess we're like in the lowest minor league division or something. I don't know. I don't even know how it works, but apparently, because I was kind of bummed because Patrick is playing, but he's not in our division, I guess, or something like that. So, you know, I understand we're rookies, so we have to prove ourselves. And y'all, I'm going to be learning a lot. <laughs> you're probably going to win the whole thing, Roxy. No, I don't. And think uh, so. quick shout out to Jen Babish, who is the reigning champion. Ah, so nice. Uh, hopefully, maybe she'll come on and do an interview, and we can talk about it. But so, oh, so what I was going to say is a lot of people think, and understandably, because the quarterback is the premier position of any football team in the NFL, and right. it's all about the quarterback. Understandably, they're the highest paid player usually, blah, blah, blah. In fantasy, that's not where you go with your first pick. Well, that's where I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, all right. You're in trouble. I don't know. I don't know. I we'll mean, see. sometimes, I guess it depends on the quarterback, but most times you hold off because there's going to be tons of quarterbacks left over because most people, you go for a wide receiver or a oh, running yeah. back first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's usually where people go. I now, can understand that. Brian, do you disagree with that? Or because you're coming back into this now, where do you think uh, you're going to go? That sounds like a good answer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny because it was one time I was doing a show and I, I, I shouldn't be admitting this on the air, but it's not my current show. I was literally drumming a show on a tour. I won't say what tour. <laughs> and of course, they're doing the draft. Right. 
So the conductor was a really sweetheart and a, a friend, and he was totally got it. I don't know why he got it, but he just understood why I had a laptop up next to my drum kit while I'm drumming the show. Okay. Now, I think a lot of you know in the musicals, if, it depends on the show, obviously, but this was not one of those like through composed operas like Evita or Miss Saigon or, fan, you know, so there were what we call book scenes. So, you know, we'd have like three or four minutes off in between songs. So that's when I would be checking the laptop and being like, okay, where am I? Okay. So anyway, there's other things you can do where you can off to the side set up where like future picks just to set them aside. So you can like sort through things. Okay. Well, I had who my defense was going to be, who my kicker was going to be and all this stuff, even though I'm not not picking them right away. Okay, long story short, we were in the middle of a song when my pick came up and I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't get it. And anyway, long story short, it drafted my defense with like the third pick of the draft. And of course, I was like the laughing stock of the league. And all the comments were coming on, what an idiot, la, 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 la. Well, I will say... Yeah, you tried drumming a show and picking your draft at the same time. <laughs> well, I will say, though, <laughs> one game that season, that defense got me like 35 points, ah. which is like just impossible, basically. Joke's on them. I mean, they had like four <laughs> interceptions and f like three touchdowns. And, you know, it was just ridiculous, yeah. like the points they got. And so I was like, oh, that third pick wasn't so bad after all. But I mean, it was like one game all season. It wasn't mm -hmm. a big, you know, because normally that's not how you go. Anyway, so I don't know if there's any room. I mean, it would be really cool to get you in, even if for next year or whatever, Brian, but you're going to do your work office one though, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I don't know. I'll now, how is the Premier League going though? Because that's already started, right? Yeah, that already started. I wish there was relegation in that one. You, my friend used to, my friend did do one for work and he worked at TSA and he worked in like the international division and it was like all of the people from abroad. And so of course they loved soccer. And so they actually did promotion and relegation. Except it wasn't relegation. If you finished at the end of the league, you just got banned from playing. Whoa, you're gone. See ya. Well, I mean, and truth be told, I mean, Bobby, you got to get your stuff together because that's why we're not doing it because we're like, yeah, no relegation. It's not even worth exactly. our time. We're like, no, we're not even going to participate until. Bobby, just, I'm total deer in headlights stuff. right now. I'm not sure what the heck's going on. So Chuck, don't rope me into this. Right. Well, Roxy, hello. We're, we're a team here. So anyway, well, Brian, we're almost out of time, believe it or not. We can't get you out of here, though, without some fun, dumb questions. I mean, I hope that's okay. Yeah. Let's see. If you could eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Three foods for the rest of my life. Pizza. Uh-huh. Because that's a, I mean, that's a hard one not to, not to have. Right. New York style, of course. Yep. Of course. Of course. Although I'm a, I'm a big like deep, the deep dish guy. Dish. Chicago deep dish. A specific yeah. Chicago deep dish. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> pretzels. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm a sucker for any kind of pretzels. And I'll try and balance it out with something healthy-ish. Why would you want to do that? I, I, should I? This I is know. it. You get three foods for the rest of your life. <laughs> You're stuck with them. Now, we, don't, we can't sit there and say, but you won't die from them if you eat too much, but... Well, I mean, the pizza is already doing it. I mean, it sounds like, though, if you're only getting three foods for the rest of your life, you're pretty much on your way out anyway, so... Yeah. Right, no, oh yeah. God. So what's your third? You're not going to say, like, Brussels sprouts, are you? No. Um, it's strawberries. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. A little chocolate on those strawberries, or...? I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, chocolate-covered strawberries. All right. Perfect. That, that works. All right, so are you... Um, you're a music fan? I'm a music fan. I wish I'd known that you played drums. Oh. I, I played drums for a hot second when I was in high school. Nice. I went into Maryland. Part of the reason I wanted to go to Maryland was because they had a marching band and I played drums and I thought it'd be really cool and I could do the marching band. Uh -huh. And then they told me what marching band entailed and I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because I have my little list here, and actually, Mary Faye Randolph will appreciate this. One of our questions still on my chart is, were you a college marching band member? And that came from her. So uh, you almost made it there, but not quite. I almost made it there. So I played drums for a while. I was never particularly good at it. And so when you go to college and you have the admitted students stay and, you know, they give you the whole song and dance, you, you meet all of the student groups. And I met the marching band guys. I said, great, I played drums. I'd love to do it. And he said, okay, this is what he's like, you know, what, you know, what's your grip? Um, I was like, pardon me? I hope it sticks. That's I what I do. I didn't know there were multiple grips. So yeah, that's a problem. I take it back to my <laughs> back drum teacher and he's like, look, I'm going to be honest, you're not that good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The truth comes out. So he was just like, I'm just getting you through the basics here. Aww. There's no match grip in your future. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can try it. We can see how it goes. But. If it makes you feel any better, I'm not a hardcore match grip guy myself. I mean, I can do it. But not, I mean, those marching bands are cray cray. Like the Ohio, the Ohio State Ugh. marching band is know, just pretty great. phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. And the choreography that goes behind, those are the real Horror. hardcore. See, that's right. Well, see, that's the other thing, because even if I had mastered how to hold the drumsticks and to play competently, there's the issue of actually walking while doing it. Walking yeah. and chewing gum and playing. Right, right. right. Is, Coordination. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the reason I was asking, because I'm curious, if you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Oh, my gosh. I will say Paul Simon. Ooh. Ah. Good one. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he's already done Saturday Night Live. He's already been incredible. I love Paul Simon, and he's not touring anymore. All right. Uh, next question. If you could choose your own nickname, what would it be? Now, that's not normally allowed, but let's see what you got. What, choosing your own nickname? Yeah, there's like some rule about that, isn't there, Brian? Like you're not allowed to choose your own nickname in life? Yeah, I mean, I have like my nicknames are ones that people have given me and I've just ripped off of them and they're all my social media handles now. Oh. So one person, a girlfriend, now wife of a college roommate of mine at the time said I looked like Mark Wahlberg. And so, I mean, who am I to not take that? <laughs> I mean, especially if she's talking about Boogie Nights, Mark Wahlberg, right? Oh, yeah. So my... <laughs> Roxy my... doesn't understand that at all. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm following. <laughs> she's never seen Boogie Nights. Is that the name no. of it? That was the name of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Boogie Nights, yeah. And so my Twitter handle is now Real Marky Mark. Oh, that's oh, what that is. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is also like a, is, is Bismarcky, ah. uh, like the rapper. And yeah. actually a couple of people mentioned me after he died and they like put, they tagged me in their Instagram stories, like RAP to Bismarcky. And I'm like, uh, no, that's but- not me. That's not me. <laughs> I'm still here. Still here. Still <laughs> yeah. alive. All right. Okay. I've got another, what we like to think as a fan favorite. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would it be? Wow. That's a good one. Well, another nickname I had because my initials are B-A-M. Another nickname I got was Bam Bam. So I could say someone from the Flintstones. I could say Fred. Yeah, Fred. Fred Flintstone. Why not? That's great. We haven't gotten that one before. If you could shop for free at one store, which would you choose? Any store. Yep, any store. Not clothing. It doesn't matter. It could be clothing, grocery, tech, anything. I've got like five of them. They're all super lame. That's okay. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Clearly, you don't understand how this podcast like, works. like, mine would be Costco's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I was going to say Aldi. Okay. Ah, okay. My dad's a big Aldi fan. Yeah, my grandma is too. I just recently started on Reddit, and I, 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 like, I just created because people were sending me links, and so I created an account, 
And without ever navigating to that subreddit, I was getting rec- like push notifications from Reddit about the like the Aldi finds subreddit or something. So oh. it's clearly it's just meant to be. Yep. Yep. All right, Brian. And then one of the bigger questions. If someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, action film, or science fiction? And I'm going to add horror. Because <laughs> for some reason that has been left off on this list. And I think that's a very valid answer. It would probably be a rom-com. Mm-hmm. There was a time, there's actually a time where I was dating people and then the person my ex dated right after me, they ended up getting married to. And that oh, happened wow. like two or three times. Oh. So you're like, whoa, wait, so you're like Good Luck Chuck. Do you know that movie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a, the perfect setup. I mean, and Tiny it, Chuck and I had a blast when that came out. Don't you worry about that, Littles. Yeah, good luck, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, who comes up with that concept? But it was kind of a cute movie. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been so much fun. Again, because we yeah, already met you, so yeah. that was fun. But, but now everyone else got to meet you. But now everyone else got to meet you. So we really appreciate the time. Is there anything we can plug for you? And how can we find you? Now, you kind of ran, rattled off your Twitter handle and stuff. But do that again so we can find you on Twitter and all that stuff. Twitter at Real Marky Mark. I love that. And anything Patrick, else we can plug for you? No, Patrick dropped me a link for the fantasy football league. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely pass that along to him if I talk to him. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. And Brian, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. All right. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Oh. Nice. Nice. I feel like more people. More people go towards that. them. Yeah. Sorry, Claire. At the, yeah, at, at risk of drawing the ire of Claire and all of the other actually smart people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're the smart ones. We yeah, get it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still just never not funny. Right. I mean, it's like, you know. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for coming on. And uh, we'll, maybe we'll get to see you soon. We're going to have to meet up back at Hurley's again sometime. Yeah. That would be fun. We'll yeah. get Maeve in there and we'll all have a good time. That'd be a lot of fun. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. That Uranus? No. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you for coming on and meeting the Littles. Lots of fun. And I think Mary Faye will be excited about that because now I saved these for this section because I didn't want to give anything away to her before. But Mary Faye, we actually got a really nice email, and I did want to read it, but like I said, I was saving it. And she writes in, she says, Oh my goodness, I know why I listen to you all religiously. We have so much in common, plus I have several commonalities with Garrett. I was also a band geek. However, in my high school, we were called band nerds. I was in Longhorn Band at UT, and I'm wondering if Garrett was in the MOB, Marching Owl Band, at Rice. Look him up. I have several friends who went to Rice. I also took dance for 13 years, so I have that in common with Roxy. Now I want to make it clear that I was not nearly as talented a clarinetist or dancer as any of the three of you. Like Roxy also, I dated a drummer. (laughs) And I dated two trumpet players. Whoa, you were just, you were in for yourself there, Mary (laughs) I mean, what's the line? They keep them in a pit and it's for a good reason. I know we talked about me being in band and taking dance in our interview, but I don't remember if my band and dance info made it into the podcast. Keep up the great work, Mary Faye. So first of all, thank you for the email, Mary Faye. And I have to say, I mean, all I can say to you guys is if you haven't seen it, if you get on Twitter, the exchanges between her and Garrett 
are what make this podcast, the time we put into the podcast worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see these two interact the way they have over the last day or two after Garrett's interview posted, it just warms the heart. I don't mean to get all sentimental and mushy on you all, but it really does because these are two people that prior to hearing that interview probably didn't know they had this connection together. And then to watch them carry on and have this conversation, it's just so cool. Yeah. It's really cool because who knows if they would have ever met besides us creating this podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I'm not, I can't take all the credit, but you know what I'm saying. And it's just really cool when you find Littles, after they hear an interview, they have this connection and then they just start opening up and talking yeah. and it's just really cool. Well, I learned, I learned that from some of the comments we were getting, texts and things after Jingle Fest and how people were saying how they have known someone for years through Twitter and like meeting them at these places. But because of some of the questions we asked, they All learned, right. they were still learning things about these people through the interviews that we do in the Meet the Little segment. So it's really, really special and I hope it continues. So I, and I, I don't want to go too much into this because it has been out there the last couple of days and they did do it on the big show as well very quickly, but it's kind of a connection to us. So we did want to do a quick RIP at Asner. The one thing I will say about the Tony's section on the pod the other day, he literally says, if you're not 50 or 60, you won't remember him. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I don't take offense to many things, but I do take offense to that. Even though I am a younger person, I am an old soul. And there are those people like me out there. And I knew who he was. And I knew him from the married, watching the Mary Tyler Moore show. Granted, they were reruns, but I have been educated in some of the great television. I'm sure that's what he meant. You know, but I was thinking you were raised well. I was raised very well yeah now I I will just say that I mean I knew he was also he did a voiceover for the movie up mm-hmm. but he yes. was freaking Santa in elf yeah now I got it mixed up I yeah. thought he was the other guy the the, the head, head elf. elf I mm-hmm. thought he was the head elf. no that was uh, professor proton what's his name <laughs> <laughs> from big bang <laughs> but no I mean Ed Asner played Santa in yeah. elf so that yeah. wasn't that long ago although- he was uh he was also I think pretty recently and i know you guys don't do the streaming thing but he was in a couple of the episodes of cobra kai the karate kid wait what like last year wait i'm sorry no i'm sorry wait he's johnny lawrence's stepdad oh that's right oh my gosh you are correct i completely forgot about that we are cobra kai freaks oh my gosh and we we just found out that they're coming out with yeah they just got renewed before the next season even came out Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. they got renewed for season five before season four holy crow wow i forgot about that so i wonder if they're going to make reference to that maybe and i gotta say we you know we were all talking about it before as we reminisce first of all there's only one survivor of that Mary Tyler Moore cast yeah. now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's the oldest one of the casts, mm-hmm. right? That's crazy. Betty White, right? Betty White. Yeah. Because yeah. right? was it Gavin McLeod died last year, you said? I think so, yeah. Betty wow. White is a national treasure. And she needs to do another Snickers commercial. And speaking <laughs> of her, in the Golden Girls, I would be Rose Nyland. That's me. <laughs> That is my character. That is who I am. I am Betty White as Rose Nyland. So are you two guys? Are you Golden Girls? Well, I used to watch it like a long time ago when my yeah. parents watched it. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of Snickers, I made <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend got very upset with me the other day because she was like in a foul mood, and I was like, God, just like have a Snickers, and she hadn't ever seen these commercials. And really? I was like, That's funny. Being being really rude about uh, some things they were eating, or I don't know. And uh, thankfully, I quickly you know got it up on my phone, and then all was well again. <laughs> Because um, it was supposed to be like a joke, you know, you're not being yourself. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. I know what you're talking not about. Not everyone, not everyone knows that. Yeah. Interesting. 
Hey, you know, the other thing we were thinking about, Ed Asner, is I believe it was the Jay Leno show, and he would do a recurring segment where they would bring him out and they would, it was like, try to impress Ed Asner, or does Ed Asner find that interesting? And he was always grumpy and nothing would impress him, and it was just pretty <laughs> oh. funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. And I'm assuming you mean The Tonight Show, right? Yeah. I mean, let's not disrespect Johnny Carson like that, right? No, I'm just kidding. Wasn't there someone before Johnny, or was Johnny the original? No, 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 no. no. Uh, Jack Parr. That's right. Jack Jack Parr was the original host. Yeah. Maybe I don't have that old of a soul. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I think maybe Steve Allen was even before Jack Parr. I don't Mm. know what the history is. Hmm. Right. And uh, the other real quick thing for our world that's semi-important is he also served as president of the Screen Actors Guild from 1981 to 1985. Wow. And he was also very active in political causes, stuff like that, in the entertainment industry especially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, 91, it's a good run, yeah. as Mr. Tony says. Never enough time, though. Yep. R.I.P., Mr. Grant. Yep, R.I.P. So, all right. And just a couple quick other things we wanted to get to because we're almost out of time already. This came up on the last episode, and I know, Rich, you weren't with us. So we're going to get your take on this. Uh, the protocol of when you text someone and say, hey, when's a good time to chat? And then they just turn around and call you back. Now, I know I misread my text a little bit when I first presented it to Roxy and Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some chitter chatter about that on the Twitter feed. And John Miller says, wait a minute, you now have to text, can I call you? I'm supposed to ask permission to call someone now? (laughs) So I guess what I'm trying to say is, just to clarify what happened, okay, I reached out to someone, we were about to start recording the podcast, and I thought I had said, when's a good time to chat? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I assumed while we were recording, he was going to text me a time that was right. Good. Like, yeah. well, I'm available later this afternoon. Or he could have even said I'm available right now. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just was not expecting a phone call because, of course, I texted it and he didn't get back to me right away. He d- obviously didn't get my text until like half hour later, mm-hmm. you know, when but as soon as he saw it, he just decided to call me and we were in the middle of recording a podcast. So Ritz, what's your protocol on that? Do you have anything I think my reflex would be to text back a response. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what so I think the you. general consensus. Oh, so I'm not going crazy. Um, but I understand what John Miller was saying. You know, he's, yeah. not, he's not saying that you You're have to. You're not like asking permission. You're just like, I feel like it's more of like clarifying and making sure. I mean, I guess you could like this person did like leave a message, but I don't know. Well, and like I said, just to also clarify, I was reaching out to him early in the morning. Yeah. And I wasn't sure he would even be up yet. So right. I did not want to call and wake someone up. Right. You know, I figured oh, this fair. was the more, un- I guess I should have emailed that would because I guess text messages ding and stuff like that and wake people up but i just thought that this was the route to go anyway that's that's that whole mess so uh, <laughs> so the tangent to that is phone call protocol because um, i you know in my business world i call people all day long and what grinds my gears i love that term that you use chuck oh, yeah. well is family guy family when people guy. pick up the phone and then they say, you know what? This is a really bad time. I can't talk to you. So then and just then don't I, answer the phone. Let them exactly. leave a message. And, and I literally say, well, you picked up the phone. Right. So <laughs> give me a break. Right. If you, you know, for me, I'm know. like. I don't know how I feel about that. If it's important, they'll leave a message. If I'm busy, right. I'll just stay busy. And if it's important, they'll leave a message. If they don't, well, then you may or may not get a phone call back from me. Okay, Simon, what were you going to say? You know, actually. This is one of those rare occasions where I've always thought one thing, and in a split second, your arguments make perfect sense. So <laughs> I have nothing to say to this. We yeah. beat Simon into some Wow, yeah. that was oh, quick. From cool. now on, yeah, I'm just going to 
not pick up the phone. Yeah. That's great. That's then, a great yeah, little... Yeah, it's important they'll leave a message. Yeah. And just make sure that your answering yeah. machine is free for new messages to right. come in. Well, I mean, Simon, if you ever do that for it, me, if you ever do that with me, I'll at least say, well, it's nice to hear your voice. Thanks, thanks for picking up. Mate. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I will say, normally, if I say to someone, oh, it's not a good time right now, it's because I picked it up not knowing who it is. And then once I know who it is, I then it's not a good time. That's valid. I, I will say That's I am valid. very much enjoying this new feature on my phone, which is old. So I'm sure everyone has this feature. I, has anyone else getting these when it calls? It says scam likely. <laughs> yeah potential spam right. i love yes. that yeah, yeah. love yeah. that but yeah. they're figuring out a way around that now like uh, half the time it says that half the time it doesn't yeah, yeah but half the time i mean most times i don't pick up anyway yeah. if i don't know the number and stuff but i mean at least that one it's right away i don't even mm-hmm. have to think about it mm-hmm. you know like most times if it's a number i'm like oh who do i know 212 that could be here that could be a job oh i better pick that up or something like that you oh know, for where, me i'm like no if it's important if, in, if it's a job they'll leave, they'll leave a, message. a message and then that gives me time to compose myself write out my script of what i'm going to say when i call back <laughs> that's true or um, I'm going to just well start picking played, up. Roxy, that's great. Yeah. Or, but I'm just going to start picking up and going, I can't, this is not a good time for me to talk. And then just hang up. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> You're never going to get an extended warranty on your car, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and then we also got an email while we're finishing up with the emails from Maurice Werner. I hope I'm saying that right. I have no interest in balancing toilet paper rolls on my head. <laughs> But my girls love the Guinness World Record channel on YouTube, and that guy, David Rush, is all over it. He finishes every record attempt with a primal, come on, scream. Come on. I love that. Now, I haven't looked any of these up. No, we should. Now, this is the guy that we said he has, like, how many records? Quite a few, right? Mm-hmm. No, I think he had like 200 records. Already, yeah, something right? like that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Like I know some. You might have the record for most records. <laughs> Ooh, that could that's be a, a good record to have. That's a good. Yeah. That's a great record to have. <laughs> but he also does them for charity too, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember that being part of the the situation for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right, Roxy, and we know Maurice will not be sending in a photo of them balancing of the toilet, toilet paper, paper but, challenge, but other people can. So how yep. can they do that? How send do they it in. Us? Send it to us. Email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget, if you're listening to us over on Apple and iTunes, please give us a rate and review. Now, Simon and Ritz, we haven't gotten your pictures yet. What's up? How many, um, how many rolls of toilet paper can you balance on your head at the same time? You know, we're one of those so, families so that plays it very to close to the paper. vest. Sorry. I know. <laughs> we have like three rolls in the house. Well, get to the store. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, Simon, maybe Remember what I said. We're going to start a shortage. Yeah, yeah right. Right. <laughs> right. All right. And wow. oh, he took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm too, too worried about the shortages. So I don't want to do that to people. That's right. You know? we're, Simon and I are in for the common good. Well, okay. you, you could yeah. then distribute them after you're done. That's true. Uh, that's true. I'm that's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And once again, thank you, Brian Markowitz, for being our Meet the Littles guest today. And also thank you, Michelle Pendleton, Jason Bullitt, and Shadden DC for our bumpers this episode. And before we head out, quick shout out to Lost Sock Roasters in Washington, DC. Thanks, Chewy. Yeah. And remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the bloody code. That sounds like a good answer. I'm so lost right now, thinking about
without breaking my silence. Could I have done more to protect you from violence? If I could, I would be your escape. I would take your pain away. We go. Perpetuates anger, leaves you with no hope. Shall we break it together? If I could, I would be your escape. I would take your pain away. We go. Seem a mess, how I wish we could change it. Part of the process, but it doesn't define it. There will come a day when you know everything I do, I do it for you. We go. The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.